The Money Show. Small business. Small Business Focus brought to you by Retail Capital. You just get Kodani 5,000 Rand, South Africa's largest non-bank SME and Kodani financier. <laughs> Pablo Fatidis from Auric Business Accelerator. Outsourcing, just the concept of outsourcing, I think we should all know what it means, but just explain it to me in small tidbits. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's controversial in some circles, of course, Bruce, but outsourcing is where... In any business, which has lots and lots of activities to make the thing work, you decide to have some of those activities provided to you by other parties instead of you having those activities generated within your own business. So let's use a good example. Um, You might want to sweep your floors every day to keep your offices and warehouses clean. So you can employ people to do that work, or alternatively, you can outsource it to a company, a cleaning company, whose main activity is cleaning the floors of factories and offices. That would be outsourcing a function in the business that you formerly might have done yourself to a service provider outside of your business that you would pay for service as a result of that outsourcing activity. Okay, so that's nice and easy. Why and how would you get outsourcing going? I mean, I I would assume in the world of the startup where you don't have the capital and the certainty um, to take on people and sign employment contracts and, you know, get through the bureaucracy of employing people, it may be easier to simply go to a firm of accountants or a firm of public relations professionals or whatever the case might be and say to them, this is what I need from you. You're the pros. Tell me what I need to do to make your job easier and let's get going. Uh, You know, the, the problem, of course, is that when you're starting up, you're starting up with nothing. So why would anyone trust that you're going to pay them for the service you offer? It is such a tricky, tricky space to be. And yet you don't have any other options because when you're starting up, the only thing that's going to matter, of course, is that you get revenue and you get a client, you get some cash flow going. And for that to happen, all the other functions that you would dearly love to be able to do in order to save yourself some money, ideally you should be outsourcing. The smart person outsources them, Bruce, because the smart person recognizes that in the early stages of a business, the only thing, the only thing that counts is your ability to get cash in. If you can outsource to a good provider, someone who believes in what you're doing, believes in your vision, sees progress in your vision, and is prepared to be patient over a period of time, knowing full well that should they provide you with, for example, your accounting support in the early stages at a really affordable price, they would be able to make it up in the later stages if you grow. And the chances of you growing, if you're focusing only on growth and nothing else, is going to be high. But COVID itself led to a massive exercise of outsourcing, Bruce, right across the world. Because when the COVID lockdowns came, in effect, what it did is it killed everybody's cash flow. And the moment you don't have money coming in, the right move to have made was be to stop any money going out. And you'll recall a year and a half ago, we started talking about this already. We said that capital preservation needs to be your priority above all else. 
the ability to hold some oxygen, some energy in the business, to wait for this environment to pass so that you can go to market and fight again another day. And when that lockdown came, one of the single strategies that was used widely across the world, across all businesses, is it forced businesses to look very carefully at what it can outsource, what cost can it get rid of. Those businesses that manage that successfully have found themselves in a very favorable position today. But but I wonder whether or not outsourcing is for everybody. I, I wonder how you go about making that decision to outsource. Is it is something just for startups or is it something for large companies who look at this and go, okay, we've got a, a, a you know a marketing division that isn't terribly busy at the moment and we do just project work anyway. So do we need all the marketers? We've, we've got an advertising division. We've got th- these sorts of people. Um, we've got security in-house. We, we could outsource that and, and because, you know, it, it's just it, it's, it's a, a labor-intensive business and it's, it's kind of hard. How do we go about deciding what to outsource and when to outsource it and whether or not it's the right decision to outsource the function? Well, you know, it's not really a function of size. It's actually a function of strategy. It depends why you do what you do. I've been thinking a lot about that right across the board. It's such a simple question to ask. The answer seems obvious, but yet very few people think deeply around why they do what they do. And in the light of business, if what you're doing is to build a business that ultimately is going to grow, because if you're not growing, you're dying, is going to grow beyond organic growth rates. So an organic growth rate is... So say, for example, we're in the office services business, the facilities management business, where we look after physical assets, whether it be buildings or stadiums or uh, churches or hospitals, whatever the case may be. If you're in that industry, that industry generally reports on its industry growth rate every year. And let's say that industry's growth rate is growing at 5% a year. If you're growing organically, you'd be growing at more or less 9, 10% a year. That 5% plus inflation. That's growth that doesn't sustain anything. It just keeps you where you are. It's almost like trading water. If you're growth-minded and you want to grow that same business at 20% or 30% per year, then it's going to influence your thinking around uh, outsourcing. Because he has the thing. To the extent that you can simplify your business, in other words, have fewer moving parts, have less complexity, and have a business that's more closely tuned without distraction to anything and everything other than your customers, it's going to put you in a position where you can manage your growth and direct your growth with more impact. So let's take a facilities management business, for example, and say, what does the average facilities management business have? It needs, it's, it needs to have a core competence in managing facilities. And that might mean the ability to define what kind of facility you want to become expert at managing. So let's say it's stadia, where big events and entertainment events might take place. You become attuned to where the risks lie in managing a stadium where the faults lie in managing a stadium, where the points of failure lie in managing a stadium. Immediately there, 
you're starting to narrow down your expertise to becoming an expert at managing stadiums. You then might have your marketing division to market your services to all the stadiums out there with a view to generate clients. And the moment you move into that space, Bruce, it starts to get complicated because marketing isn't simply about shouting from the rooftops. How are you going to market? Are you going to market through radio? Are you going to market through digital, through social? Are you going to market through campaigns and events? What marketing process are you going to use? And within that, if it's going to be events, does that then mean you build an event management capability in your business that you might use from time to time, not all the time? Or does it mean that you would outsource that piece of event management to another business whose expert capability is building and managing and delivering events? In my view, the growth-minded business owner wants to keep their business tuned and simple. They want to have 90% of their energy directed on growth, which means a focus on customer, chasing customer, servicing customer, delivering customer, and everything else that's not core to that skill, they would look to outsource. So the event management function is outsourced. You get the best out there to deliver it for you because you're only using events maybe once a month or once every three months. Growth-minded thinking is very much centered around simplicity because simplicity allows for scale, which means you can grow faster. And that fast growth means that outsourcing will work for you. What about control, though? I mean, and we go back to this thing all the time where many people in their enterprises want too much control and actually constrain themselves. And what happens when you are outsourcing functions to people who, they're professionals, but they don't, get you completely. They don't get the ethos of your business. They don't understand exactly what you're about. And you can have as many meetings as you like. And frankly, meetings are draining and often a waste of time. Um, And you get to a point of deep frustration because actually the outsourcing people are just not doing it the way you would do it yourself. And so you get stuck in that sort of, especially the founder sort of conundrum. So I'm going to go into some deep water here. When you decided to marry... How long had you dated your wife for? Three years, three and a half years. And was she the first person you ever dated? She's the only one I really ever cared about. Well said, Bruce. (laughs) But not the first person you dated. No. (laughs) But the the point is, I'm running, when (laughs) I was young, and had time. I'm now running a business. I don't have time to go dating and checking five different outsource partners and stuff. And that's the trouble with this stuff is it is so terribly time consuming to get exactly the right fix. Um, and that's, but, you, you know, know that's one of the complexities like saying, of outsourcing. Yeah, that's like saying I'm too busy treading water to learn how to swim. Outsourcing saves time. But the thing is, you have to invest deeply in it because Success in outsourcing, whatever the function may be, especially if it's an important function like the marketing activity or your technology or security, it means that you need to date a number of providers out there. And in the process of dating, what makes for a successful relationship is the extent to which you seek to understand and learn how that other business functions and operates. And importantly, 
you invest deeply in educating them in your own psychology, your own values and culture and approach. That process is vital for successful outsourcing because that process effectively leads to the ability for you to define a medium-term contract of service and supply. We've just very successfully, Bruce, outsourced recruitment in the UK. I dated about 11 recruitment firms. It's taken six months to find the right partner. And now in having that done, their understanding of our culture, what we do, how it works, informed the definition of the contract in terms of engagement. And that is the early stage of a successful outsourcing model that will work and will deliver the growth that we're hoping it should. I'm sold. Thank you, Pavlo Fatidis at Auric Business Accelerator. Outsourcing, the ins and outs of outsourcing and how to get it absolutely right. Retail Capital, South Africa's largest non-bank SME financier, believes in South Africa's entrepreneurs. And for the past 10 years, while operating in a challenging environment, Retail Capital has dispersed 4.5 billion rand to more than 38,000 SMEs. After a decade in business, Retail Capital believes in the future of South Africa and is behind SMEs to take the country where it needs to go. Visit retailcapital.co.za for more.